0: Welcome to the Sports Fan Radio podcast. Rugby League fans will love this one as Paul Deligan gives his NRL 2022 preview. All right, the much-awaited 2022 season preview.
1: We'll kick it off at the bottom. Why don't we do that? Um, speaking of cattle auctioneers, the Cowboys, no good and won't be any better. Uh, they recruited barely anyone in the off-season. So Valentine Holmes, I Have a Dream, Jared Haynes style. Well, he's got out of the big house, Jared Hayne. That's positive for him, but... Valentine Holmes was another NFL aspirant who didn't make it over there and he didn't make it in the Cowboys fullback slot. Uh, They've recruited terribly. They will come last. Um, Second last will be the Tigers with their leader, the man with the F-bombs, Michael Maguire. I just don't like their lineup. I don't think they've got enough spark to take on the better teams this year. Tim Sheens is back doing the overseeing-type role. They'll need a bit more than an overseeing-type role in the kitchen with those chefs. Um, They have got back Jackson Hastings, which would be quite a uh, rehabilitation story. He was sent over to Europe with some issues, got his game in order, has come back with rave reviews, but there's just not enough in that Tigers team to bother um, the the, the better sides. Um, Our friend, regular listener, Kevin Yap, he won't like this, but I've got the Dragons coming 14th, so there'll be some inevitable messages from him when they start winning a few matches, but they've lost uh, quite a few players, Weekend hornies left, of course. um, Don't be a nafty back, Matt Dufty went to your dogs. I just don't think that they've got enough there um, to trouble the better teams. Yes, they look good in the charity shield against the Rabbitohs, but I have those dragons, sorry, to our our friend at 14. Um, The Warriors have got about four halves. They've got to fit into two slots. I don't know why they went out and recruited so many Um, I just don't think that they're going to challenge the top sides. I've got them at 13. Um, There's just some issues there. They've also, it's not their fault at all, but they've got another year in a bubble. Like um, Howard Hughes spent less time in a bubble, I think, than the Warriors. Um, And so they're going to be here again in their Aussie bubble, which isn't fair on them, but it will affect, unfortunately, their performance. The Raiders are an interesting one. I, I don't have them finishing any higher and 12th. They've got some competition at fullback. There's a guy called Xavier Savage which I want you to keep an eye on this year. There's another Xavier I'll get to shortly who I think will win our equivalent of the Dele M. Uh, sorry, the Brown which is the M. Uh, I, I think the Raiders will be okay. The query is number 7, Jamal Fogarty. So he's a Titans cast off. Uh, Jack White at 6. I, I just think there's some spark there. We're getting up into the, the better sides but they're not going to quite get there. All the talk in the year about Uh, The Broncos, whether they're going to be any good this year, they have certainly recruited well in the sadly departed Adam Reynolds uh, from the Rabbitohs. He was our Napoleon, and we talked about this, Professor, regularly. You don't put Napoleon on a battle-by-battle deal. I was stunned that my Rabbitohs let Adam Reynolds go, but I just don't quite think he'll be enough to get the Broncos up into the top eight. There is a guy there I want you to watch, um, Selwyn Cobbo at the back. He's a cross between... Greg Inglis and Latrell Mitchell. He'll score a lot of tries, but I'm just a bit worried if I was a Broncos fan, Albert Kelly at six. He makes a six-year-old with ADHD look predictable. So I I don't know what they're going to get from Albert Kelly there at six. Um, I know you wanted some questions as I went along. You or Cooter, anyone, on what I've served up so far? This is in the bottom section of the uh, the league. I don't think any of those teams are going to do much. I think one of the issues, Paul, that we've got, or those teams have got, is a
2: lack of depth, and you mentioned the Raiders. They're already they're already missing players. Like Fogarty's going to miss a significant part of the season. So all of a sudden, the Raiders that have been around that mark, playing finals the last few years, I think I don't think their depth will allow them to to play finals this year. And I think you're probably on the mark with them.
1: And we'll get to it, but it's, it touches on two things. Um, you saying, Kudo, you've got the best sport. I'll leave that to one side. I know I think we've got the most brutal sport, and that's where the cover for injuries comes in. And I don't want to get to it yet, but that's where the storm are going to miss. Nico Hines, who stepped in seamlessly. Um, those teams, all those teams I've mentioned, uh, don't have a great squad to start with, so let alone... Uh, the nature of the the horrific injuries which Professor touched on, which will happen in the game because it's getting faster, the players are getting bigger and there's going to be more injuries. So those teams don't have a great start of a squad, let alone when injuries strike. Teams that are a little bit higher um, are the Knights. Caelan Ponga is one of the more interesting players in the league. He made a very interesting statement about not committing further to the Knights. The All Blacks would probably pay him upwards towards $2 million a year. I'm not exaggerating that. He's that good. Um, as would our man uh, Wayne Bennett up there at uh, the Dolphins. So uh, anything could happen up up there. Um, if he goes there, he would be their marquee signing that Wayne Bennett's after. So we'll see what happens with the Knights. I just think with the loss of uh, Mitchell Pearce, again, we talk about the hearts. Mitchell Pearce is going to be a massive loss. He was the club's spiritual leader. Um, so... Uh, We'll see what happens there at the night. I just don't quite have them into the eight. And, Professor, I'm sorry to do this, but I'm a straight shooter. Nothing else probably won't shock you too much. Um, Your dog's just not quite into the eight this year, I don't think. It almost is like one of those Champions League sides in Europe where they throw all these superstars together and hope for instant chemistry. There's an amazing array of talent there. You've got Dufty at the back. You've got Burton at six, who's got probably the most pressure of any player in the game on his shoulders this year. You've got Pangae Junior, superstar of the forward. But your number seven, I don't think they even know yet who's playing seven. And we're one week out from the season. You've got Brandon Wakeham and Jake Avarillo, neither of whom are going to get people to rush out and sign up for KO Sports to make sure they don't miss the Dogs match. So there's your lack of depth, Professor. I'd love you to make the eight. It would be quite a story after last year, but I just don't quite think you'll get there. Any questions on that, uh, gents?
0: I've got a question on the Bulldogs, 10 new players. Um, you didn't mention Addo Carr. He'd give them a bit of speed from the back, wouldn't he?
1: Well, he will. I was about to say that as, as part of the Storm wrap-up in that he's the sort of player you just can't afford to lose. But with that sort of production, you need him to be fed the ball. So if these halves aren't performing, it doesn't matter if you've got Carl Lewis or whoever out there on the wing um, – if he's not getting the ball enough, he won't be a superstar that he was. I could have scored some tries on the back of that Storm back line that he played with, so the amount of space and time he was given. I'm not talking him down at all. It's just he needs the supply. The same as a gun full forward in the AFL. If you're not getting in the ball, there's not much they're going to be able to do. So sadly, I think his production will drop off this year just by giving the sixes and sevens who have to get in the ball and the centres around him.
0: How much, how much pressure is Trent Barrett under?
1: Enormous pressure. Um, Enormous. Uh, Hot seat would be, count would be very high on him, as it would be on each of the teams that I've mentioned below him. Enormous pressure. But but they're the ones, probably the biggest off-season recruiting drive I've seen in my life. So if he doesn't make it work. And 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 it's not, it's quite an irony, actually. I think he was the defensive coach, wasn't it once? I know he's the attacking coach. That's showing, actually, because his defence isn't great. They're going to have too many points put on them and they won't score enough to cover for it.
2: Isn't he an interesting one? As as in, he's been headhunted to come in to coach the Bulldogs. He's been given, or him and him and Slug Gould have been given access to go and chase players. So, what is a pass mark for twenty? So, twenty twenty two, Paul, for the Bulldogs for him yeah. to keep his job. But then, is it longer term? Like, have they set a limit or or what they will take? So. Is it finals this year, then next
1: year's top four? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, Phil Gould, he loves a goal more than Anthony Robbins. Um, He'd have a list there of a five-year plan or a three-year plan. He did have a plan at the Panthers that everyone laughed about and he left and it came true. Unfortunately for Barrett, I think what he's done, he's come in off the back of Cleary and an amazing team, so he's looked pretty good as an assistant. The same way Michael Maguire inherited an amazing rabbitohs team. Yes, it was a good coaching effort, but I think think that he shone a bit brightly out of that, and that's why he was punted not long after. If we get into the eight now, um, I do have the Titans making the eight, and we would love that to happen because we do want a team working on the Gold Coast. Um, they've got some interesting players there. They've got Jaden Campbell at the back. AJ Brimson has moved into the sixth role. He's uh, going to be one of the first pick for the Queensland State of Origin team. Very exciting player. guy called Toby Sexton you might not have heard of, but you'll hear a lot more of this year, number seven. That is a pretty unknown six and seven to make the eight. But with guys like David Fafita there, who's the human wrecking ball. I haven't seen someone more destructive since Miley Cyrus swung on that wrecking ball. So I, I, I just think he's going to have a superstar season for feeder if they can keep him fit. And as always on the Gold Coast, keep their mind on the job and not on the beach. Uh, that's the challenge always up there. Um, the Sharks, they've added um, players galore there. I went to the Storm launch during the weekend. met Robbie Kearns, had a good chat about uh, Fitzgibbon. He's an amazingly disciplined coach. Uh, He calls in one of his better mates and he says, I can catch up with you, mate. It'll have to be between 6 and 7 on a Sunday. And that's a.m. That's how driven Craig Fitzgibbon is, having a coffee with his mate. He schedules it in at 6 a.m. on a Sunday morning. So you can see how much work Fitzgibbon's putting in. If you can keep Nico Hines out of the nightclubs in the Shire, because he's a pretty sharp-looking rooster, Nico, I think that the Sharks might just do okay. They've added an amazing amount of players there. And I think if, with Nico Hines, sorry, um, with Nico Hines, he plays in the sixth, doesn't he, this year? He, he will, yes. So he he fitted seamlessly into the storm, and we'll, we'll get to them shortly. But I, I just think he's the sort of player that, that can do anything. Um, he'll have a great coach there. The player that Craig Bellamy said he never wanted to lose out of any player he'd ever played with is Finnecane. And um, at the storm launch, you could tell the way that he felt about losing Dale Finnecane. He's moving to a The part of the Sydney where I grew up, you could easily raise a family there, put in five years. You can simply see the dramas and problems that the Storm are always going to have is keeping someone who's not from Melbourne there when they're wanting a three, four, five-year deal. Here's looking at you, Jerome Hughes, who almost certainly will go up to Wayne Bennett at the Dolphins. The reason is, who doesn't want to be living at Moreton Bay on nearly a million a year when you're guaranteed a five-year deal you've got a young family? So uh, that's what's going to plague the Storm, unfortunately, into eternity. Uh, it's a great city, Melbourne. We love it. But keeping rugby league players in Melbourne and, and more importantly, under the salary cap is the Storm's issue. Uh, Finnecane was getting on a bit. they have lost the Bromwich brothers as well to the Dolphins. They just can't keep them all, unfortunately. So that, that's that's the Sharks getting interesting to watch. I wouldn't be surprised if they finish higher. But, again, it's that throwing everyone together and expecting magic which might, might affect them. I think the Sharks are going to be one of those examples where they've added the chemistry, but whether it all works is another issue. They'll have the hardest working, one of the hardest working coaches around. Got them at seven. This might surprise you on local listeners. I got the Storm at six. I just think losing the players of the calibre they have and with the, the tough nature of this game, Finnicane, the best player that Bellamy's played with in terms of his hard-workingness, spirit, teamness, team spirit. Um, big loss. Nico Hines won't be there to fill in the halves if needed. And Ado Carr, as we mentioned earlier, won't be there. I think in the background too, a few departures are going to be weighing on the minds of the Storm and the coach, including the coach himself. He hasn't decided, Bellamy, if he's coming back for more time, whether he'll be in a a coaching capacity or whether a coaching director, Phil Gill type capacity, but that's going to be playing on the players' minds and particularly those who are not sure whether they're going to sign on. And he's looking at Hugh Jerome Hughes, who I'm almost certain will go to Wayne Bennett and the, uh, the Dolphins. You've got both Brandon Smith going as well and the Bromwich brothers going as well. So this is the end of an era for the Storm and I think that's going to affect them on field. I've got a team that's promised for quite a few years and he's on the up, the Eels. So I think they're going to finish just outside the top four at number five this year. They've got our... Favorite police academy recruit Reed Mahoney at nine. They've got Dylan Brown and Mitchell Moses, who are a pretty good halfback combination. They wouldn't want any injuries there, but I think that they're going to look pretty good this year and, and maybe fulfil some of their potential. The Eels and also locking up their um their talisman, their lucky charm, their spiritual leader Gutterson at the back is going to help them as well. Uh, that's the fifth position for the Eels. I underplayed my Rabidos last year. I might hopefully do it again this year. Number four for the Bunnies. But having lost our halfback general, Napoleon, whatever you want to call him, Adam Reynolds, and also Wayne Bennett, I think that's going to be a big loss. Latrell Mitchell coming back will be amazing for the team and for the league because he can do anything on his day. But I think we're going to finish fourth. The Panthers, it's always tough. To repeat, I think they'll come in at three. It's almost impossible to go back-to-back in the NRL, given how physical it is and you lose players with the salary cap. I've just got them coming in at three. Now, I've got a grand final that leaves of the Roosters, which might surprise some. I'm putting any personal views to one side. Um, I think that the Roosters this year, um, with Luke Keary and a freak of a young player, Sam Walker, in the halves are going to go pretty well. And, and you've got the Trent Robertson, who's been called the best thinker in the game, signed up long-term. Tedesco at the back can play a bit of footy, as we know, professor as well. That leaves, and I hope your man schooner's listening in. First time on this show, I've got Manly coming, top professor Uh several reasons there. Their team on paper, I think, is the best in the league. And they've got a guy coming through called Tolo Kola, if you don't mind, and he runs 10.58 in the 100 metres which is pretty sharp on anyone's uh, reckoning. So I think that they've got speed to burn. Kieran Foran, Foran, however you want to pronounce, is playing like he's 25 again, even though he's been around forever. Tommy Turbo, of course, the super freak, the proof of alien life on Earth, the way he talks, the way he runs, the way he speaks. uh, Sorry, the way he looks. No (laughs) offence to Tommy T. And... I just think that they're going to be absolutely amazing with Cherry Evans there as well. They're fended off the advances of Wayne Bennett. Cherry Evans was a Dolphin junior, so it's quite interesting there. Uh, they wanted him, obviously, to be their marquee signing no dice, and I actually think Manly are going to win it all, Professor.
0: One quick question, we'll get out of here on this one, Paul. The Storm, even though they've lost a whole lot of players, still have the X factor in Craig Bellamy. Your rabbitose... Um, have lost a couple of players, and also Wayne Bennett. How big a loss is Bennett to the team?
1: Well, it seems that they've done something that certainly Collingwood couldn't do. They've handed the baton over in that Demetrio shattered Bennett. He got the players' trust. It's not that they're completely different styles. They're actually apparently quite similar in some ways, but he he hasn't just been parachuted in, and Wayne Bennett hasn't been forced out. It's not that at all. It was a mutual decision to bring in this succession plan to Demetrio. We'll see what happens. No one can be Wayne Bennett, of course. But I just think at the Storm, they've got the benefit of Bellamy. Uh, but I just think that that will weigh over some of the players' heads as to whether he's going to be hanging around for another year. Uh, massive career that he's had there. Uh, let's see what happens, whether they can sign him up for, for another season.
0: All right, Paul. Thanks for uh, your thoughts about the 2022 NRL season. And we'll look to see how that plays out during the year. Looking forward to it. Thanks for listening to the Sports Fan Radio podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to our channel. There will be another Sports Fan Radio podcast released shortly.